0: All right, we're back, Tim Blankship with Divorce 661's Daily Perspective, episode 11. I hope you're all doing well today. The Daily Perspective is a daily podcast where I talk about a day in the life of an LDA that's a legal document, assistant, or preparer, uh, also known as a divorce paralegal. If I worked for an attorney, that's what I'd be called. Anyways, uh, today's, uh, you know, I start these recordings, just so you know, with no plan. A couple of notes that I've jotted down what I did during the day, but I don't script it, as you could probably tell. Um, I literally just hit record and start talking with whatever uh, I'm thinking. So uh, today's been fairly busy. A lot of weird stuff going on in the world, by the way. A little slower this week. I think people had their attention on what's going on uh, around the world with all the chaos right now, which is awfully terrible, of course. Um, Anyways, um, you gonna talk about some calls we had today, some consultation issues, uh, talk about how to file stipulations. Uh, we're going to talk about why, if you think you are different or weird with what you're doing in your divorce, you're not. I'll give you some examples of that. And uh, we're going to talk about legal separation cases as well. So here's my note. So um, a lot of times during a consultation, I'll we'll have someone call and say, you know, wh- I know it's weird that we're amicable or, you know, we get along, we're like really good friends, but we just, you know, we still want the divorce or um, we have some weird agreements because we still want to live together. Or, you know, we don't want to have alimony and we don't want to have child support and we just want to each keep our own things. I know that's weird. It's not weird. Not with what I do. It might be weird if you are going through a contested divorce and you hate each other and you're you're fighting for every inch and every second with your child and every penny you could get that's a whole different story. But with what I do, and because I only handle 100% amicable cooperative clients, that brings a whole different realm of people with a whole different type of set of agreements that they can come up with. Um, Again, we have people that, excuse me, we have people that um, uh, continue to live together uh, post-divorce. I just uh, drafted a settlement agreement today where they were doing the divorce. Um, You know, we, we still have to do the custody and all that, even though they're going to live together, but they're going to continue to live together for at least five years. And I think it's for financial reasons. You know, it's, it's cheaper to stay together, you know, all, in, in many senses, but it's uh, especially for um, uh, cost of living and, and people, if they want to buy out the other party and whatnot, you know, they're trying to get the interest rates to come down. So what I want to get across with this is whatever you guys come up with, it's not weird. It's not strange. I'm sure we've done it before. Um, I will look at what you guys want to do and just make sure it's something the court will accept, which in most cases it will be just needs to be uh, enforceable. So I'll look at the language and I can even help you with that language. But yeah, uh, you know, we think I just had a consultation talking about that where she's like, I know it's kind of odd that, you know, we're, we're, we don't want alimony. We don't want child support. We just, uh, we don't even want custody. We just want to do our own thing. With that, we still have to have all of the elements of your settlement agreement in play. So, like even with these folks that are still living together, we still have to have a child custody order, we still have to have a child support order, and we still have to have a spouse support order and a property division order. So, what we do in those cases is we just make it very generic. We'll say joint legal and physical custody with a non-specific parenting plan, obviously because they're still living together. We will do no child support, reserve jurisdiction. Uh, We'll do no spouse support because it doesn't make sense if they're still living together and you know still paying the bills as if they're a married couple. And property division, we will also still list that. And that's usually where there will still be some terms. And in a lot of cases, and not all, but you you know, folks want to keep their own assets and debts. That's totally fine. The rules say 50-50 division. Yes, if you're going to court and you were arguing for that and weren't in agreement, yeah, that's probably what the court would order. But on your own, even if it's not fair, even if it's not equal, the Court's not going to interfere with that. And that's a big concern for clients as they say, what's the court going to say if it's not you know, equal division? And the, issue, the answer is they're not. And they're not going to do that because they don't know if it's equal because we never give them the values of what these assets are worth. We have a bullet point list essentially of, you know, Schwab account 1234, Fidelity account 1234, Chase checking account number 1234, XYC vehicle. No values. The only time we list values is if there's a need to. Like in this one case, everything else was bulleted, pointed it out for a judgment I did, a settlement agreement I did the other day. But in one account, they were going to get like $180,000 from this 401k. So what we do in those cases, we'll say, okay, Schwab account number one, two, three, four, $180,000 to petitioner respondent, whoever that's going to, because that needs to be detailed uh, in there. This was a brokerage account, so that's not something that would need a quadro for. Uh, it's you know it's, it's going to be treated like a checking account, and they're free to move that money around without the need for a quadro. So long story short, if you anything you want to include in your settlement agreement is going to be fine. After 11 years, I've pretty much seen it all, so don't be worried about that. The court's not going to interfere with what you guys are trying to do. Um, okay, so I was talking about quadro, so I might as well spin into that. Today, I helped someone draft a stipulation to modify their judgment of their divorce. Their their case was finalized in 2015, and they wanted to modify spousal support. And that's easily done by agreement through what's called a stipulation. And the stipulation is simply a a document, an agreement that says we want to, it doesn't just have to be spousal support. You can change any terms you like by agreement. And we just draft a, that's usually a three-page document, the details out what the changes are, they sign it, we file it, a $20 fee normally um, to make that update. So in this case, um, the person who had contacted me happened to be the respondent in the case. And when I looked up their, their case summary online, I noticed that he did not file a response. So when the response is not filed, and it's a default with written agreement, which is totally fine, we do that all the time. If we were to file this stipulation in the respondent's name who had not Filed the response and therefore did not pay the filing fee for the response, they would have charged $435 to, re- to file the stipulation because he's never paid what they call their first appearance fee. So, what I said is, you guys are amicable. I'm going to draft the stipulation in your wife's name so she can, you, they both still sign it, but they count who is at the top of the form, like who is filing the stipulation. So, he did it in the wife's name, and then it's only going to be a $20 fee instead of $435 fee. So, just a little trick there to, um, Save you some money if you find yourself needing to do that. Um, Again, this week I I was asked three times and I got to call someone back as soon as I'm done. I just saw a call come in and I read my messages. They get transcribed and the question was, do we do legal separation or do we just do divorce? So for the fifth time, people, legal separation is the exact same process as divorce. I know it's divorce six six one. I can't have legal separation six six one. Okay, so yes, it's the same process, different checkbox that's it. Yes, it's technically a faster process because you don't have to wait the six months, but because the courts are so backlogged, you're going to be waiting about six months anyways before it's approved. So if that's your if that's your rationale, and sometimes it is for folks we want to get it done sooner, it's not going to be that much faster, maybe by a month. So if you really want to do the divorce and you're going to do legal separation because you think it's faster, don't. You'll waste your time. You'll waste your money because once the, the legal separation case is approved, um, you now have to file a brand new case, new case number, new court fees, the whole process to go through divorce. So yes, I do legal separation cases. Now here's a topic that I want to bring up. I wasn't sure if I was going to, it's just something that's kind of bothering me. And I'll put it at the end. You might not even reach this point of the conversation, but when it comes to the consultations, I offer free 15 minute consultations. You can sign up on my website and I do have options in there. Are you in agreement? You're mostly in agreement. Are you not in agreement? Are you just looking for free advice? And people will you know fill those out. Plus, it gives me a little bit of, you know, I, also, I also ask, what is it that you need help with? So I get an idea of what they need. And then based on what they write, I can kind of get an idea of how amicable or you know complicated the case might be depending on their question. Lately, usually lately, just this week, and this is probably a small percentage, so don't take this to heart, 1% of you who um, have no intention of hiring me and pretend that you are, you know, considering it, ask, keep me on the phone for 30 minutes of a 15-minute consultation, and then completely ghost me. And so I'm going to get a little bit more, I hate, to, you know, what they say, don't penalize the the masses for the few or whatever that line is, but I've had um, a couple of people this week who, uh, you know, asked question after question after question, and then basically said, thanks, appreciate the information. Didn't lead anywhere. It's a big waste of time. And they're, now they're probably going to take all the information I gave them and go do it themselves, or whatever the case might be. That's fine. I just don't like being tricked into it. Not everyone can can hire me. If you you know, I do walk through. I do give very detailed consultations. I have other people that tell me, first of all, Tim, why do you do all these videos and tell everyone how to do it? Um, they also say, you know, what do you do? You, when people ask, how do you do this or that? Do you tell them? I said, absolutely. I'm not going to. I think the biggest issue in um, the legal profession, especially amongst attorneys and and even people doing what I do, is to keep information so close to the vest, they're so afraid that if the information were to get out, that you're not going to hire them. And I'm sure that happens. I've had people email me, say, hey, Tim, I I never talked to you, but I did watch all your videos. I I was able to complete my entire divorce. It took a lot longer than I thought, um, but I was able to do it. And that's great. Those people were never going to hire me anyways. Um, and people do, I, I know when people hire me, when they try to do it on their own, and I can tell that they were watching my videos because I have a very specific flow of how I do things, what I write on the petition for like separate and community property and stuff like that. So when I see that, I just laugh and like, okay, here, here's people on one hand saying, I don't want to give it all away for free because they're going to try and do it themselves. And they will, like I said. But here's people who did try and do it and follow it. It's still complex, even though I'm giving you the step by step details every case has some nuance that might tweak the paperwork just a little bit. I can only tell you how to do it in the most generic fashion. You know, you may have some specific thing or you want to do regarding property or the kids, and that might cause your judgment to be reject. So where do you think those people are going to go? And they come, you know, they, they're going to go back to the resource that they were following and looking at my silly face and trying to watch the videos of how I do the forms. And they're going to call me and they and that's what happens and they do. So I, I will see the paperwork that has Like verbatim like what I would normally write for descriptions of assets and debts and so forth So I appreciate you. I just wanted to vent a little bit for those of you that Intentionally call me to take advantage. I'm on to you And uh, if you're watching these videos i've even had people call me and say tim Oh, I can't you have too many videos because I have now 2500 videos you have too many videos I need the video on how to do this. It's like come on guys at least have enough take the time to research on my youtube channel to find the video don't call me for a consultation for the sole purpose of me giving you a video that's going a little bit too far so i hope you enjoyed this episode uh the daily perspective number 11 episode 11 on this friday the 13th you guys stay